To all of you who have joined us online and those of you who have joined us here in person, we are continuing in our series uh, in Ecclesiastes called What's the Point? Last Sunday we talked about the meaning of work and wealth, and then on Monday I got up and I went down to the light rail and I got some coffee and I sat down to kind of get caught up on my reading in the one-year chronological Bible, and the very first verses that I read were King David uh, praying a praise to God in response to all the gifts that he had given and all the people had given for the building of the temple. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. It all belongs to you. I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously, and I thought, shoot, I could have used that <laughs> yesterday in this sermon. And uh, here's how I want to encourage you, though, as we continue to read in the one-year chronological Bible. As we read God's Word, and I have found this over and over again, as we consistently read God's Word, He applies that in our lives. It connects to our lives. You don't have to just preach sermons. It's in all aspects of life. So I encourage you to keep that up. Happy Mother's Day. So I scoured the book of Ecclesiastes to find good material for Mother's Day. And struck out. So as cynical and pessimistic as the author of Ecclesiastes is, he wasn't going to call mothers meaningless. He was a wise man. So what are we going to do today? This morning I'm, going, I'm not going to talk to mothers or necessarily directly about motherhood. I'm going to talk to all of us, every single person in this auditorium, about one of the most basic principles of life. And here it is, honor your mother. Honor your mother. We all have mothers. And one of the most fundamental commands is this, honor your father and mother. This is one of the Ten Commandments that God inscribed on tablets of stone and gave to Moses to take down to the people. It's commandment number five. It comes just after the commands about worshiping and fearing God alone. So this is the order, okay? Fear God, worship God alone. And the very next thing he says is honor your father and mother. Honor your mother. And I think this goes for mother-in-laws as well. And it's not just for children. It's for all of us for all of our lives. Honor your mother. Esteem her, respect her, value her, listen to her, obey her, praise her, take care of her. Seems like a no-brainer, right? Duh. However, we read this in Proverbs. Some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. In the view of Proverbs, such people are fools, and their end will not be very pretty. We read this in Proverbs 30, verse 17. The eye that mocks a father and despises a mother's instruction... Another version says, scorns an aged mother will be plucked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. <clears throat> There's a pretty picture for you. 
What is he saying? He's saying if you don't honor your parents, if you, if you don't honor your mother, you're going to um, you're gonna have your eyes pecked out by vultures, which means that you will have not been given a proper burial. Because who, who gets their eyes pecked out by ravens and vultures? People who don't get buried properly. And it was a huge dishonor not to be buried properly. And so what he's saying is, if you don't honor your mother, you will be dishonored. What goes around comes around. So why is such a big deal about honoring our mothers? Why is honoring them so important? Some of you might be thinking, yeah, good question. You don't know my mom. (laughs) She's not worthy of honor. Okay, it's true. Moms are people too which means they sin. So maybe she yelled and lost control, or maybe she's immature or manipulative or demanding. I don't know. It may be hard to have warm, fuzzy feelings in your heart about mom. However, that doesn't mean you shouldn't choose to honor her. We honor our moms because it is right, not just because someone is worthy. We honor our parents because we don't want our eyes pecked out by ravens and vultures. We treat our mothers the way we want to be treated by our children. We honor our mothers because God has called it good and has commanded us to do it. Others of you might be thinking, well, my mom has passed away, but I think it's still possible to honor our mothers even if they've gone on to be with the Lord. So let me ask again, why such a big deal about honoring our mothers? Why is honoring our mothers so important? Why honor your mother? Okay, so beyond the obvious fact that she brought you into the world, the Bible attaches major consequences to this choice to honor our mothers. Here's the first one. You will be blessed if you honor your mother. You'll be blessed if you honor your mother. This is from Proverbs chapter 1. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. What's a crown of grace and a chain of honor? Well, think of that crown more as a wreath and and think of how at the Olympics the, the winner would receive a garland, you know, a, a crown, a wreath to put on their heads to demonstrate that they, had, uh, they were victorious and successful. So that's part of the idea here, is if you honor your mother, th- there will be victory and success and, and the, the chain of honor there. You think of, uh, think of Drew Flam, the president of Grace Schools, who at his inauguration wore this chain that had the insignia of the schools on it, and it was a symbol of a position. And so the idea here is that if, if you're the kind of person who honors your parents, honors your mother, that will bring victory and success and position in life. And this is actually picked up in the New Testament by Paul in the book of Ephesians. We're familiar with these words from chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. 
There's the promise. It'll go well for you. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. Your relationship with your parents sets a direction for life. If, as a child, in your relationships with authority, you learn to respect, to listen, to obey, to be grateful, to bring your rebellion and self-centeredness and pride under control by honoring your elders, you're setting a pattern for your life that will get you somewhere. Now, I don't remember my biological father very much because he died when I was six, but I do remember the handful of times that he spanked me. It left an impression. I can still visualize it. And do you know what I mostly got spanked for as a kid? Talking back to mom. So I don't resent my father for spanking me. I thank him because he knew what was best for me and the one thing that was good for me to learn was to respect and honor your mother. <clears throat> It'll go well with you. You'll be blessed if you learn to do that. The converse is true as well. It, it won't go well for you if you don't honor your mother. It won't go well. We read this in Proverbs 20, 20. If you insult your father or mother, your light will be snuffed out in total darkness. Man, the Proverbs guy gets really dramatic on this subject, doesn't he? You've got vultures pecking out eyes and snuffed out in total darkness. Okay, uh, disobeying and dishonoring parents comes with a high penalty. We read this in Exodus 21.7. Anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. That's what having the light snuffed out means. Death. If you, if you can't honor, if you can't learn to honor your parents, you probably aren't going to learn the pattern of honoring anyone or considering anything sacred, and that's a sign of a rebellious hard heart and will ultimately lead to death. So I hope you, that's enough motivation to recognize the importance of honoring our mothers. But what does it look like? What does it look like to honor our mothers? Well, let me give you three ways that we can honor our mothers. Number one, listen to her. Listen to her. Follow her advice. It's interesting, uh, one of the commentators wrote this. In Hebrew Proverbs, as opposed to other ancient Near Eastern Proverbs, mothers are mentioned as those engaged in the instruction of their children. So in, in, the, in the Hebrew, in the Jewish tradition, there was an emphasis put on the importance of mothers training and teaching children in the home, more so than in other cultures, evidently. And of course, when Proverbs talks about this kind of a woman, it's assuming a righteous, God-fearing woman. And so when it talks about listening to and obeying your mother, it's, it's not absolute. If a mother demands something that it goes against Scripture, then we need to be respectful, but we are not, re there is a higher instance than mom. Okay. <clears throat> and in, in some situations, people have that, and it's, there's tension there. I want to honor and respect, but I, ca I cannot agree and I cannot obey. Um, and so that, that takes a, some wisdom and some help from the Spirit to balance that. Here's what we read in Proverbs 1, 8. My child, listen when your father corrects you 
Don't neglect your mother's instruction. In other words, listen to it. Listen to your mother's instruction. I thought, that's the very first chapter of Proverbs. How about the last chapter of Proverbs? We read this. The sayings of King Lemuel, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. So here's the king who's not embarrassed to tell you the source of his wisdom. Mom, I got this from mom. Right? This, this is where I learned it. And it goes on to talk about she warned him against wild, wayward women and drinking too much. So he tells you that came from mom. Okay, m- moms give us good advice. Here are the top ten things moms say. And you've, I'm pretty sure you've heard them all before. Number ten, money doesn't grow on trees, you know. <clears throat> Number nine, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. You ever hear that one? Moms are famous for that, dads too. A little soap and water never killed anyone, all right? Uh, Teaching kids to take baths is quite a challenge. I didn't ask who put it there. I said, pick it up. (laughs) Okay, these are important life lessons. We got to listen to our mother about these things. Because I said so, all right? Moms have authority. And uh, we've heard that one. And if we're honest, we've used it as well. Number five, I'm not going to ask you again. The way we did that was one, two, and bad things happened after three, okay? Number four, as long as you live under my roof, our roof, number three, now say you're sorry and mean it, which, let's be honest, has never worked in the history of the world, okay? It's not how it works. Number two, I won't always be around to do these things for you. And number one, no matter what, I'll always love you. That's a wonderful thing to hear from moms. That's the best thing. They're the closest we get to unconditional love. The love that God gives us is a mother's love. We need to listen to those things. Stop and think about it right now. Think. What did your mom teach you with her words, her life? her love. What's, what's something that your mother taught you? What did she pass on? My mom taught me the value of a lot of different things. She taught me, for example, the value of socks. Because she made me buy my own because she caught me walking outside in my socks. And so I literally learned the value of socks. My mom would take me to the shoe store to buy shoes. And she would point to, you know, uh, back then before they became retro cool, they were the cheapest, the Converse canvas high tops, you know, 12 bucks. She'd say, I'll buy you those. I'll buy... Like she was being really generous and magnetic. I'll buy you those. If you want anything else, you got to pay the difference. Well, of course I wanted something else. I wanted, I wanted Air Jordans is what I wanted. They cost like 60 or 80 bucks, which was a mint back in those days. So what did I do? I had to get a paper route. If I wasn't going to wear canvas high tops, I, I had to get a paper route and earn money to pay the difference. Guess what she taught me to value? The cost of shoes and work, work. By the way, it was my paper route, not hers. Okay, she wasn't helping (laughs) with that. The value of work. She uh, taught me the value of family time. 
Supper was sacred. Nothing, nothing came between us and sitting down at the table together. I learned the value of good speech. No minced oaths in the Cohen household. No bad grammar, even. No unkind or disrespectful words. We learned how to talk to each other. I learned the value of going to church. Are we going to go to church this Sunday? Was a question that didn't compute in our home. Because there was only ever one answer. Of course we are. It was a habit that was developed. But most importantly, I learned about faith. That God is good, even when things are hard, even in tragedy. My mom demonstrated in tragedy that she was going to hold on to faith in God more than anything else. And we, we honor, we honor her by remembering these things. Listen to your mother. By the way, you don't grow out of this. Look at this proverb from chapter 23, verse 22. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. There's no end time on this. All right, so listen to her. Listen to her. Um, Number two, praise her. Tell her why you appreciate her. We read this in the last chapter of Proverbs. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. The, 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 this big long poem in Proverbs 31 um, is, this, is this an elaborate um, chiasm, which means the very center verse is the key verse, and the point of this long poem is really for men. We always, we always teach, teach us about women, but really the center of it is, here's the point. Dude, <clears throat> if you want to be successful and honored in life, you better find a good woman. Okay? Because, because this is what it reads in the middle. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. And the reason, one of the main reasons why he's respected is because he has a certain kind of a wife. It's not about charm and it's not about beauty. It's about competence and hard work and industriousness. And most important of all, it's about fearing the Lord. And, and, and if you have that kind of a wife or mother, Proverbs 31 is about a wife, but I think it applies to mothers as well. If you have that kind of a mother, then you will be successful, but you need, you need to praise her for that. Because this is what is said at the end of Proverbs 31. Have you found this kind of a woman, whether a wife or a mother? Praise her. Look at, look at what it says. Husbands and children, praise the woman whose wisdom and hard work help make you what you are. Praise her to her face. Praise her to others. She needs to hear your praise. You know, moms can be awfully hard on themselves. And they can be really selective in their memory. And what they remember is the time that they yelled and lost their cool. It's the time when they forgot something. It's the time when they felt like they disappointed or, or hurt. And those are the things that bubble up in their memories. And they need us to tell them how they have blessed us and how they've shaped us and, and how we're thankful for them. And we need to praise them. Uh, mom died. My mom died a couple years ago. And so we were cleaning out her, uh, her condo there at Grace Village. 
And we discovered, this is blows my mind, she had kept all personal correspondence from forever in filing cabinets. Can you imagine? So I had like, there was a file that said Kip on it. So I got to take every letter I ever, e starting with writing, and it eventually was emails, you know, everything was there, it was all filed. She kept all correspondence. She also kept all cards. And so there's a file, and in the file were all the birthday and Mother's Day and Christmas cards I had ever written to my mom. So, I, you know, I was looking at that, and there was a habit on those regular occasions of thanking mom for specifically for the things that she had done. And um, I'm thankful that I did that. I'm thankful that I did that. Now, I'll be honest, if it hadn't been for Mary buying the card and putting it in front of me, <laughs> remember, it's the kind of woman that you got that makes you successful in life, all right? And, uh, but I'm thankful that I did that. <clears throat> we also found my mom's diaries. She kept diaries every single day. <laughs> Amazing. It was only one, two, or three sentences. It was just, just kind of highlights. And what, what I discovered as I read through is that us visiting was all, always got hit the highlight list, right? Now, not because mom was bored. She was a busy woman. In fact, half the times we went to visit, she wasn't there. She, I mean, she was, she, if you knew her, she was a busy lady until she dropped dead, all right? There was no sitting around wondering what to do and twiddling her thumbs. Okay, so she wasn't just sitting there wondering when Kip was going to visit. But when Kip and Mary did visit, that made, that made the diary highlight. And as I read that, I cried because I, I realized that I didn't, I didn't understand I didn't understand how important that was. By the way, the, the mother of Mother's Day, the lady that tirelessly worked to get Mother's Day uh, to be a national holiday, spent the rest of her life regretting it. Why? Uh, because it's about an attitude of love and respect, not just cards and flowers on one day. It's meant to be all the time. Not just one day there, I did it. I did my Mother's Day thing. Phew! Now I can, another 364 days before I have to do that again. No, we want to we pra praise her and thank her. And one way we do that is with our presence. We praise with our presence. All right, uh, listen to her, praise her, be generous to her. In other words, take care of her. That's the third one, take care of her. We read in Proverbs 19.26, whoever robs their father and drives out their mother is a child who brings shame and disgrace. We honor our parents by taking care of them. The word uh, in Hebrew for honor is kabod, which is often translated as glory. And the word kabod carried the idea of weight or heaviness. In, in construction, kabod related to balancing a load, creating an equal weight, making the load easier to carry. In fact, the, the Aramaic word, uh, for honor simply means to bear someone's burden. And the Greek word for honor means not only to respect, but to show respect through supporting, offering aid, and assistance. So the idea of honoring parents, the Bible says honor your father and your mother, part of that idea is to, be is to bear their burdens, to help them, make their burdens lighter. And as they age, 
parents will more and more need their children to honor them by bearing burdens to the point of helping dress them and helping feed them. That's all part of the command to honor your father and your mother. Jesus just absolutely railed on the Pharisees for trying to get around this because the Pharisees said that if you had something that you could use to help your parents, but you say, oh no, this is devoted to God, then you didn't have to use it to help your parents. And Jesus says, that's nuts, okay? You are, you, here's how you actually honor God. Here's, here's how you demonstrate your devotion to God is by honoring your parents and helping take care of them. This is what Jesus um, said. You're putting human tradition over God's word. The, the way we practice our religion is, part of it is by taking care of our parents. This is what Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 5. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put the religion into practice by caring for their own family. And so repaying the parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God. It pleases and honors God. It's a way of worshiping God when we choose to be generous to our mother, to our parents, helping take care of them. Okay, so <laughs> I read through the diaries of my mom, and she, several times, it made, the, I don't know how this made the highlight, okay, but she would ask, I would come over and help her with the computer. Technology was not her forte. And I, I cried as I read that because I remember several times getting very short and frustrated with her because this was the fifth time I'm teaching you this. And I, if I could change anything, it's that I would have been patient and kind and helpful with the technology stuff and been more understanding and less impatient and frustrated by that. I would, I would have been generous to my mom by being kind to her when it came to technology. Because guess what? Someday my sons are gonna think, Dad, why can't you get this? <sighs> we please God when we honor our mothers by listening to them, praising them, and providing for them. So now what? Now what? Okay, this isn't rocket science. <clears throat> How about taking her to a concert? I got a good suggestion. You don't even have to wait very long. <laughs> Six o'clock tonight. How about that? You can get started with that. But how about just simply asking, we live in this culture of ours which is so independent and individualistic that we, we don't like to admit our needs or, or ask for help. But so we need to initiate that. And we need, how about this for a concrete way to put it into practice? Mom, what do you need? How can I help and mean it? And mean it. What do you need, really? And how can I help? How about this? Putting it on your calendar. If, if your mother lives, you know, within visiting distance. And say, I'm going I'm to visit. I'm going to put it on the calendar and I'm going to visit. Because we praise our moms with our presence. <clears throat> Maybe she lives far away. And then put it on the calendar when you're going to call her and talk to her. Put, put, put talking to your mom ahead of video games or sports or 
all the other things that consume us, you'll never regret spending a little more time with your mother. Here's another concrete idea. Uh, coming up on June 4th and 11th at 10, during the 10.30 hour here, there's going to be combined adult Bible fellowships uh, with the topic of preparing well for the last chapters. <clears throat> so, you know, it seems like we all stumble kind of surprised into the, oh no, my parents need my help. What does that mean? How can I be helpful? And uh, so getting some good instruction and training and help in, in how can we, as, as we look at the last chapters of life, do that well and do it in, in collaboration, parents and kids. So this is, for, this is for parents and for kids to think about these things. So I encourage you to, this is, this is for those ABS, but it's also open to all. <clears throat> how about praying for her? How about praying for her? Now I know these relationships aren't always easy and they can sometimes be strained and difficult and challenging. I, I'm, I'm, I understand that. But I think it's, it's an act of, of, of worship to God when we choose in concrete, tangible ways to honor our mother. So let's choose to do that. And one way we do it was the prayer. And so right now, we're gonna take a whole minute of silence for you to just talk to God and thank God for your mother and ask for help if it's hard or if you're not sure what to do. Ask him, how can I honor my mother? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your many good gifts and uh, we thank you for our mothers and I just ask that you would give us grace to honor our parents and we're thinking particularly about mothers today and to do that in ways that reflect your heart and please you. To, to listen, to praise, and to remember that our presence is maybe the highest praise of all, caring enough to be there and um, to provide, to, to help take care. I pray, Lord, that you would work in us and that um, you would delight in it and that it would also bring joy to our hearts. And so we lift it all up to you and we pray for your spirit to help us. We are thankful, thankful for all that you have given us 
And I pray for everyone here on this Mother's Day that there would be opportunity to chat, to talk, to remember, to tell stories, uh, to be encouraged by the gift of our mothers. And we pray this in your name. Amen. And as you go today, we have carnations for all of you ladies. Uh, some of you can take it as a reminder that you're a mom. Some of you can take it as a reminder of your mother to think about her. But for all of you ladies here, please make sure to pick up a carnation on your way out. You are sent to honor your mother.